Amen. Is everybody okay out there? Yeah. Are y'all too hot? All right. If you want, you can move over in this empty space over here. And I don't think there's any shade left over there. So if you want to move closer, you can. We were going to direct traffic, but everybody's done a pretty good job. Make sure your cars are parked six foot apart. <laughs> I guess if you're family, you can be parked closer together. Oh, do I need this? <laughs> I don't know. Do you need to make that Good morning. After preaching to an empty church or to a blank wall this is a little bit different being outside and preaching to the whole community praise god we're glad to see your beautiful faces this morning in the <laughs> yes amen beautiful yeah <laughs> your beautiful faces here this morning created in the likeness and image of a, of a loving and almighty amazing god amen I'll stop touching you'll stop making noise right <laughs> thank you jesus let's open with prayer um benny and marjorie this morning are in uh, colorado visiting family so keep them in prayer benny's doing better and better every day and um thank you for praying for my mom and my aunts and uh uncle and all my family uh my aunt texted this morning says she's feeling better already so i'm praising god for that and of course they're waiting for the test to come back negative Amen. 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 So we believe in God for that. And we thank God for, um, God has kept all of us safe and protected and healthy and healed. Amen. And we are walking in it. Amen. We are walking in the victory and we thank God for what he is doing. Praise God. Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you this morning, God. We lift up every prayer request, God, this morning, everything that is heavy on our hearts this morning, God. We lift them up to you, Father God. Lord, we name them before you, God. And we thank you, God, to move in the churches and the ministries that are coming together and worshiping you this morning across the Navajo Nation, across this country, across this world, Lord God. Father God, we pray that you would speak through and anoint your ministers this morning, God. Lord, that they would yield to your presence and to your movement, Lord God, what you are saying, what you are doing by your spirit, Father. God, I thank you for your anointing on me. I thank you, God, for the word that you have given us this morning, God, that you have given me to for the church this morning, God. Father, I pray, God, that you would prepare that their, their hearts, God, to receive what what they need to receive and hear what they need to hear, God. In the name of Jesus, I bind every evil spirit and everything that would come against and try to hinder this word this morning because your word will not go out void. Your word will not fall to the ground, but it will accomplish. It will do. And Father God, I thank you, Lord God, that you are a God of action, not a passive God, not a submissive God. You don't sit by idly and watch things happen. God, you are active and alive and well in this world, in this universe, at this time, this day, this hour past present and future father god we thank you lord we give you all the praise all the honor all the glory god thank you god for the mighty moves that you are pouring upon your people upon this earth this day in jesus name amen amen all right praise the lord so yes i love it 
So the Lord um, gave us another vision. This is the way he here lately has given me almost every message that we've had um, is through a vision. And then he begins to open it up and reveal it to me. And um, I feel like I'm hiding over here behind the speaker. I'm going to move over just a little bit. There. <laughs> Maybe the sun. I prayed for a cloud by day. Y'all agree, agree with me for this cloud to stay right about here. We prayed that way the other day. We're coming home. Our air conditioner's out in our truck. And it was super hot, and I began to pray just with just myself, and I asked the Lord, Lord, give me a cloud by day and cover us and keep us cool. And he did all the way back home, about 150 miles of, of cloud cover. Amen? Woo. Praise God. You stay there. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so in the dream or in the vision that the Lord gave me this time, um, I saw a white ink pen, a white pen. Have you ever seen those fancy pens that, that they have at weddings sometimes? Yeah, it was one of those fancy looking pens. It was white. And um, the surface that, that the pen was put to, the, the paper was white. The table was white. Even the garment that the hand was on, you know, the, the clothes that were, there, that were being worn were white. And it was writing like a signature. And I, it was understood that, that it was writing, the this, this signing, it's putting a signature onto something. He was sig signature, signing it, signaturing it. He was signing it. And, um, so I began to seek the Lord. Lord, what are you saying to us this, this day and this hour? What are you speaking to us right now? And the Lord said, I have put my seal upon my children. I know who are mine. Amen. All souls, all souls are God's. God, there's not a soul created that God did not create. Amen. Amen. All souls are his. And so he knows of every single one of us. No matter where we live, no matter where we came from, no matter where we're going. He knows. Amen. None of us are forgotten. None of us are overlooked. We're all dear and precious in his sight. Like the song says, we're all precious in his sight. But there are those that have come to know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. Those who have, who have said yes to the Lord. Those who accept Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as their personal Savior. And they are the ones who he has put his signature on. Amen? Scriptural. You can look it up. Amen. And so I began to ask the Lord, what does a, a signature signify? What is a signature all about? When, when you see a signature, when you sign your name to something, you make it official, right? In school, you put your name on there. That means that's your test. That means you took that test and you're responsible for whatever's on that piece of work. That means you drew that picture. You painted that picture. You, you wrote that story. It's yours. That piece of poetry, that means I wrote this piece of poetry, right? Paul said several times throughout the uh, scriptures, throughout his epistles, and this is my signature to signify. You check it out and see. This is me. I'm talking to you. <laughs> kind of kind of way that he was saying that. And so that's what the Lord's saying to us and into the, to the, or into the earth this morning. Is that he has put his seal upon his people. And he makes it official. He makes it legit. Amen? We used to sing, there used to be a song, Too Legit to Quit. Amen. I'm too legit to quit. I'm not giving up. I'm going forward. Why? Because I've got his seal on me. Amen. And it's not only on me, it's in me, the scripture says. His proof is in me. Amen. He says this, it's legal. It's a seal. Like a, a the, 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 like um when you get a letter and it's sealed by the by the king, it has a wax seal on it. It has his signet on it. They would have a, a special ring, and they would take that ring and smash it into the, the wax on that letter, and that would be his seal on there. I knew a man once who couldn't write a signature, so he would put an X, and we would write his name underneath it. But that made it legal and binding, even though it was just an X. 
Amen. Did y'all know that? It's proof and it's a witness. He's a witness. His signature, his seal is a witness. It indicates what? What is God indicating? His witness, his holy covenant and his decree. Amen. I want you to think about that or maybe write that down, jot that down, put it onto the tablets of your heart. A holy covenant and a decree. He decree when he anytime God puts his seal on something, it had to do with the holy covenant. If he says, I'm gonna do it, that's a covenant. If God does it, it's holy. Amen. So he made a holy covenant with the with the born again Christian. When you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, God Almighty, the Creator of all heaven and earth, makes a holy, binding, legal covenant with you. He comes into covenant with you. He agrees with you. And here's the thing about God's covenants. And here's the thing about God's decrees. When he decrees a thing, when he makes a thing and says it's going to be like this, it shall be that way. Amen. We welcome the state police this morning. <laughs> Praise God. Bless them, Lord. Amen. Yes. <laughs> and we thank God for all that he's doing in this earth. He says, I have made a holy covenant and a decree with my children, with my blood-bought ones. Amen. What is he covenanting? What is he decreeing? Well, we know a lot, or we think we know. We think we know a lot about the covenant. And we know about the New Testament and what he's promised us, that in him we have life everlasting, that we are become new creatures, that we are born again, that when he comes, when Jesus comes again, that we'll go with him. Amen? That we will rule and reign with him forevermore. Praise God. Amen. Yeah? And that he says that we, that we can walk in victory, that he gives us healing by every stripe on his back, that by his stripes we were healed, that we walk in that, and we don't leave it behind, but we take it with us. Amen? All the things that are in that covenant are promised to us. And he decrees it into your life. Amen. It's not some written old dried up document stuck in a corner somewhere in the Smithsonian Institute under a bunch of stuff. Remember in the story of um, Esther, there, was the, there were documents and decrees written down that the king didn't even know about. They were hidden from him until such a time as that. When God used Esther to read those decrees and those documents to him, she went and found them and she brought them out and she read that stuff to him and she revealed it to him. God is revealing things to you this morning if you will receive it. Amen? Praise God. Amen. So he decrees these things into your life. And not only does he say, you know what? You, you got this. I'm blessing you with this. And I'm giving you this. And this is your gift. And this is your promise. And these are the, the covenants that I, that I have paid for by the blood of my son, Jesus Christ. But he also says, and he decrees unto the earth, this one is mine. Amen? Amen. The blood of Jesus cries out and says, this one is mine. And when you are born again, the blood of Jesus cries out for you. Amen? That's good, isn't it? That the blood of Jesus cries out for you, and it cries out, this is my blood-bought child. I paid for this one. This one is covered. You know what that means? You, it means you can't touch this, Satan. You can't touch my child. You can't touch my people. Amen? You can't touch this. That's right. <laughs> I'm on a roll this morning. <laughs> Praise God. He decrees it. He declares it. And he decrees it. You are his. I am yours and you are mine. The scripture says in the book of Song of Solomon. Song of Solomon. Is that what we're singing this morning? That from the Song of Solomon, he says, I am yours and you are mine. I have set a seal upon you. 
Amen? You are mine. Praise God. Today, in this, this society that we live in, we put on, when we get married, put on a wedding band, right? But that wedding band can come off. It can be removed. Should it be? No. It's, it's, it's a symbol of the covenant. Amen? If I take this wedding band off, I'm still married, right? But it's to let everybody know that I'm married. But when God puts his seal and his covenant, he doesn't take it away. It's not his desire to remove it. Amen? Does that make sense? He wants you to stay with him forever in all eternity. He doesn't want to let go of you. He, his desire is never, ever to let go of you. His desire is to hold you close always, to shelter you always, to protect you always, to be with you always, to provide for you always, and never, ever leave you or forsake you. Amen? So when a person, but somebody's thinking, well, what about backsliding? Yes, you can backslide. And when a person backslides, that means they walked away from God. They turned their back on him. Amen? He did not turn his back on you. He will not turn his back on you. When you sin, when you choose and willfully sin, then you turn your back on him. And you deny him and all these things. You hear him say, you're mine, but you say, no, I'm my own. You, you hear him say, I want you to go with me, but you say, no, I want to go my own way. That is backsliding. That is turning away from God. It's not God's will. It's not his plan for your life. Praise God. Thank Amen. you, Jesus. And it's not God's plan for our children's lives. Amen? Amen. It is God's plan and his will for our children to be saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, Ghost of God, walking in the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit every single day amen yes it doesn't matter how young or old you are this morning if you're hearing my voice god wants you amen, amen. and he wants you saved to the fullest to the uttermost he wants you filled with the holy ghost to the overflowing of abundance amen, amen. the overflowing abundance of the holy ghost waters living waters flowing up out of you and into out into the streets and into other people's lives touching other people there's a lot of talk about this stupid COVID-19 and you be people are like oh if I get too close to you I'm going to catch it well you know what we should be like that as Christians only not so nasty amen <laughs> that cleanliness that. that purity the Holy Ghost in us will affect those that we come in contact with amen yes when you walk into the grocery store peace walks into the grocery store with you amen there's no fear in peace amen amen there's no fear in love we walk in the love of God you know, I walked into the uh the, the place to vote the other day the fire department and sister was there and she just had yeah you know, she had her mask on <laughs> she had her mask on but but she you could see the smile in her eyes amen you could see the peace there wasn't no fear there amen I don't know who's coming in that place, but there was no fear. Amen? Praise God. We should walk in authority and in love. Amen? With no fear. Does that mean we break laws and we, we do things that are offensive? No. Not on purpose. Right? That means we, we walk in peace. And the Bible tells us to, um, I'm going to put it kind of in, into my own words, to get along with all people everywhere as much as possible. Live peaceably. Hey. Amen. Live peaceably. Thank you my King James daughter here, <laughs> that we should walk peaceably, live peaceably with all men everywhere as much as possible. So that doesn't mean we go around trying to, trying to stir up trouble. Amen? Amen. 
Jesus didn't have to try. <laughs> it just came. There's enough trouble. Jesus said there's enough trouble in every single day. The evil is sufficient thereof. You don't have to go looking for it. Amen? Yep. Praise God. So God has made a holy covenant and a decree in your life and over your life and through your life. The Lord has put his signature on the eternal documents for your citizenship in his kingdom. Praise God. Amen? When you are born again, he has put his signature on the eternal, everlasting documents for your life to be, your name to be written in the Lamb's book of life. And then it will, as long as you pursue him, as long as you follow him, he will, your name will not be blotted out of that book. Amen? Nothing. The president can't call up and say, hey, blot her name out. I, I don't like the way she's acting. Amen? A born-again person, the Lord says, no, I see the blood of Jesus applied. I see the blood of Jesus. You need to repent. Amen? Amen. All right. Praise God. So the Lord has put his signature on the, on the eternal documents of your, of your citizenship or the citizenship of a born-again Christian into his kingdom as sons of God. His signature, his, 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 him putting his, this, this witness on you is his way of saying, is one of his ways of saying, this is my son, this is my daughter. Remember when Jesus was baptized? What did the Lord say from heaven? This is my son in whom I am well pleased. Amen? In that instance, the water itself was bearing witness because he was being baptized in water, signifying his death, burial, and resurrection. When you were baptized in water, it signified your old life, your death, burial, and resurrection, your identification with Christ in that. Amen? So the water bears witness. That water is part of God's signature. Amen? We're going to get into the scripture on this in just a second. Bear with me. I'm trying to go fast. I know it's probably getting hot. It is, he has signed your adoption papers. Amen? Praise God. I remember the first time I saw that in the scriptures in Hebrews, that I found out I was adopted. I was grafted in. That I had been an orphan in this world, but my father, my savior, he wrote my name. He signed my name. And he said, this one's mine. Now she's mine. Now she has the same name, the same blood, the same DNA as me. Amen. As Jesus Christ. How awesome is that? Amen. Amen. I want you, if you, if anybody ever, if you ever come in contact with anybody or if it's in you and somebody said, you know what? This is a problem that's in your DNA. Say not so. I will not receive it. I stand upon the word of God and that my DNA is from the, my, my Lord and Savior. Amen. The blood of Jesus now flows through me. Amen? Amen. They are saying that there's stuff out there, and I'm not saying this for fear. I'm saying this for faith. Amen? They're saying that there's stuff out there, the pots and pans that we ate out of in the 80s changed your DNA. Do you believe that? No. Not mine. Not so, Satan. Amen? Amen. My DNA represents, if, you, if they were to check it, I believe that it would line up with the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. That they would say, are, are you Hebrew? Hey, it looks like you have the same bloodline as Abraham. Amen? How awesome would that be? Praise God. All right, turn with me to 1 John chapter 5. Is it? Yeah, okay. Checking my tape. Make sure it's recording. 1 John. That's the one way at the back of the Bible. Last week I was told that you could hear me swallowing because I was wearing a headset. The mic was right here on my, 
right beside my face. They were like, you, we can hear you swallowing. So I'm, I apologize. You might have just heard me swallow again without that. <laughs> Praise the Lord. God is good. First John chapter 5, and we're going to pick up in verse 5. Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth what? That Jesus is the Son of God. Amen? Which God? See who's been paying attention throughout this quarantine. God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The God of Abraham? Yes, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Amen. That same God. That same God is the one that is he's talking about who is he that overcomes the world but he that believeth that jesus is the son of god this is he that came by the water and blood even jesus christ jesus was born of the virgin mary amen yes amen yes not by water only but by water and blood and it is the spirit that bears witness because the spirit is truth, truth. When the Holy Ghost bears witness, what does he bear witness to? He bears witness to the truth. Amen? Amen? Yes. He never bears witness to a lie. Getting hot. <laughs> Amen? Amen? The Holy Ghost will never, ever, ever bear witness to a lie. Because he is the spirit of truth and he bears witness of himself. Yes. Amen? Glory to God. Verse 7. For there are three that bear witness, bear record in heaven. The Father... The Word and the Holy Ghost, these three are one. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, all three in one. Amen? Amen. I'm not preaching theology this morning. It just comes alive in the Scripture. It's right there. <laughs> For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. These three are one. And there are three that bear witness in the earth, the Spirit and the water and the blood, and these three agree in one. If we receive the witness of men, psh, who wants to receive the witness of men? Uh -uh. No, we don't want the witness of men. It doesn't matter what they say. Amen? Amen. If a man, if a human says, oh, well, you know what? You're saved. It's okay. That's not, that's not where my confidence is. Amen? I need to know it from the Lord. I need his spirit to bear witness. I need the word to bear witness. Amen? Amen. Praise God. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of, the, of God is greater. For there is the witness of God which he hath testified of his Son. He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. And he that believeth not, God hath made him a liar. Because, of the, because he believeth not the record that God gave of his Son. If we don't believe on Jesus Christ as the Son of God, if we don't believe on Jesus Christ as our Savior, then we're liars. People don't like to be called liars. Amen? Amen. Somehow it's okay to be called a sinner these days. Oh, pray for us sinners. Pe people come by, they, they say, find out we're a pastor. Oh, pray for us sinners. That's okay, but if I call them a liar, they're going to get mad. Amen? I remember when I was a sinner and I was a liar, and somebody called me a liar, I got mad. Why? <laughs> Probably because you were being called out for what you are. Amen? But God says, I will call you a liar because that's what you are. If you say that you that you know me and you don't know me and your actions don't aren't there and the Holy Ghost isn't bearing witness, then you a liar. Amen? Amen? And the truth is not in you, the scripture says. Jesus told the Pharisees, you're a liar and the truth is not in you and you serve the father of lies, Satan himself. 
Amen. Amen. Psalms 101, you don't have to turn there. I just want to read it to you. Psalms 101, 7 says, He that tells lies shall not tarry, shall not linger in my sight. You shall not be allowed to hang around in my sight. In other words, God's not going to keep looking at you if you continue to live a life of lies. Amen? He's not paying attention to a lie. Amen. Nobody likes to hear that. Scripture, Isaiah says it. It's all throughout the Scripture. He will not. Amen? He will not hear a sinner's prayer. A sinner that's praying and asking God to do something, he's not answering that prayer because he's not, his ear is not inclined. His ear is inclined to a prayer of repentance. Amen? Yes. That's the first time he hears a sinner. That's when he prays and repents. I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit here, so I want to go back to explaining some things here. So in 1 John 5, 5 through 8, there are three that bear witness, it says, right? The water, the blood, the, and the spirit. But look at the whole, the whole thing we just read. There are actually five there. There are actually five. When you go through, you can underline them. They are the water. It may not be in order. This is just the way I wrote it down. They are the water, the blood. What blood? blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. That's right. The blood of Jesus. The spirit. What spirit? The Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God. Amen. Not your human spirit, not the spirit of the wind, the Spirit of God. Amen. Amen. And the Holy Father, the Father God. Amen. Father God. He bears witness himself. And what's the last one that bears witness? Did y'all catch it? Did you catch it? <laughs> a little, little southern ease there. Son? The Word. The word. If we trip, flip over to um, the book of John, Jesus says, I don't bear witness of myself. Because he's, you know why he said, I don't bear witness of myself? He said, because if I do, you wouldn't believe me. And he was basically saying, I don't need to bear witness of myself because I got the word. I got my father. I got the Holy Ghost. I got my blood that I'm about to shed for you at that point and the water itself. Amen. He was born of the water. He was baptized in the water and the water poured out of his side. Lots of times people read that scripture there in 1 John and they think, what's the water? Where's the water? I don't see the water. It's in the scriptures. Amen? I just revealed it to you. It's very simple. The water. When he was born, there's water. When he was baptized in the water, symbolizing his death, burial, and resurrection, there was water. The Father God spoke down from heaven and said, this is my son in whom, whom I am where pleased. That was God. Amen? John the Baptist was there speaking the word of God and preaching the word of God and the word himself bore witness. Jesus being also being the word, but it's the word part of Jesus that, that bears witness. And then the Father himself bore witness and the word bears witness. Amen? All of those things are signatures and decrees into your life. Amen? Just as they bore witness of Jesus being the Christ, they bear witness of Jesus Christ in you. Is this good? Amen. Amen. This is meaty, huh? Lord, let the cloud stay this time. <laughs> that we, he, he says, I decree and I declare this into your life. I put my seal and my signature on it. I covenant with you, my child. And I, my, every word that I have spoken to you, I will not relent. I will not take it back. But you, you must stand upon my word. You must stand upon the holy covenant. You must keep your side of the deal. Amen? Amen. You must keep your side. Throughout history, man, humans are covenant breakers. Amen? We don't want to look in the mirror and go, you're a covenant breaker, do we? Mm -mm. 
That's who we <laughs> used to be. If we're born again, we should not be covenant breakers. Amen? Amen. The Bible says that when you're born again, that you don't sin anymore. You don't pursue sin. You don't look for sin. You don't look for opportunity to sin. You look for opportunities to fight, to walk in righteousness. You look for opportunities to please the Father. You look for opportunities to be light and salt in this earth. Amen? Amen. Praise God. So as we look at the word and we continue to think about these things that, that we as humans, humanity is a covenant breaking bunch of people. As my friend from Alabama says, you're a covenant breaking bunch that he would say that bunch over there. <laughs> that they're, they're covenant breaking bunch humanity ever since, ever since Adam and Eve. That's when they began to break covenant. Amen. All throughout the Old Testament, God would make a beautiful covenant with the people, and they would break it. They would twist the rules. They would twist the laws. They would try to get around it. Or else they would just blatantly, the scripture even says in Ezekiel, they thumb their noses at God. Blatantly. In God's face. Amen? When we sin, when we don't accept Jesus Christ, we're just like that. We think, oh, that's horrible. How could they do such a thing? But if you're not walking, if you're not born again, if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ, your personal Savior, you're really doing that. You're really saying that to God. And you're saying that to your family. You're saying that to people that you say, I love you to. You're saying, my words are empty. You're saying, my words are useless. Amen? I know we don't like to hear that, but it is the truth. Amen? And the truth will set you free. That way those people's words don't hurt you any longer. They don't weigh you down any longer. When you begin to walk in truth and understand the covenant that God has for you and the truth that God is speaking to you this morning, the decree of freedom and righteousness that he is speaking into your life today, then you'll begin to walk away from those things and they will not hold you down and hold you back any longer. But you will live and live a long life, an abundant life, walking in Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You shall not die, but you shall live to declare his glorious works. God, however, on the flip side, man is a covenant breaker, but God Almighty has never, ever, 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 ever broken a covenant. Throughout all eternity, past, present, and future, he has never and will never and cannot and will not ever break covenant. Amen? So if he says that you are mine, and he says, I hold you in the shadow of my wings, and I protect you, and I hold you in the palm of my hands, that you're the apple of my eye, that means you're right there in the very pupil. I see you. Amen? That means that he will not relent. He will not give up. He will not back down. He will fight for you until the very end. That he will go with you until the very ends of the earth, and then some. Is that not good? Amen. Amen. So God has always, always kept his covenant. And yet the script, this is what I heard the Spirit say yesterday as I was walking through the sanctuary here. I heard the Spirit say, I was praying actually, and I heard these words come out of my mouth. Words I've never even spoken before. And those words were, those words were, you lingering spirit, get out of here. Get out, you lingering spirit. You cease and desist. Get out. And I, I began, I said, Lord, what is the, that? What lingering spirit? What, what is this lingering spirit? So I began to, to seek it and look for it and, and search it out. And I heard the spirit say, do, you, do they linger still? Do you linger still? You know, the scripture says, how long will you sit in the valley of decision? Do you linger still? 
And I looked up the word linger, and, and, and it's like um, the same word as tarry. And lots of times in the scripture it says, will you tarry here for with us? Will you spend a little time with us? They asked Jesus to tarry a little longer. Jesus told the disciples to go to the upper room and tarry, right? But tarry also used in a different sense where they, they, they hung out and, and they stood, stood back too long. They didn't, they didn't go when God told them to go. They didn't move when God told them to move. Somebody sent me a message this morning that I had a dream last night. Not me, but this other person. I had a dream. And in the dream, there was an eagle trapped in a tree. He was, he was caught. like His feet were caught in a tree. And he couldn't get out. And he was going to get the eagle. But for some reason, he said, I need to go eat supper first. I need to go eat first. So I just sent them the scripture. It's in Matthew. Turn with me to Matthew. Where is the Lord? Matthew 8, 21. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we praise you. We give you glory, God. Matthew 8, 21. I'm going to pick up in verse 18. I'll read fast. Now, when Jesus saw the great multitudes about him, he, came, he gave commandment to depart unto the other side. And a certain scribe came and said unto him, Master, I will follow you wherever you go. How many of us have ever said that to the Lord? Lord, I'll follow you wherever you go. I will go with you wherever you lead me, Lord. And Jesus said unto him, The foxes have holes, and the birds of the air have their nests. But the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. Are you still going to follow me? Is probably what he was saying. It doesn't really tell us what happened with that, that scribe. Are you that scribe? Are you going to follow him anyway, even if it means that you won't have a place to lay your head? Verse 21. And another of his disciples said unto him, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. Wow. This disciple, this, uh, this would-be disciple said, Lord, would you let me please go, to, to go bury my dad? My dad passed away. My family needs help, and I want to go help bury my father before we go onto the mission field, before I follow you. But Jesus said unto him, follow me, let the dead bury their dead. Now, Jesus also told us to mourn with those that mourn. That's not what he's saying there. What he's saying is, when I call you, you come now. Amen? Some of us have cats and dogs, and some of us have children, which is more relevant. But when you call them to come, you expect them to come, right? You get frustrated. How do you call your cats? You say, here, kitty, kitty? Yeah, okay. So you say, here, kitty, kitty. Oh, I better not do it too much. I have every cat in the neighborhood. Jasper, be up here. That when you call them, you expect them to come. And they're just like, especially cats, they just look at you. What's in it for me? You got some, you got some fresh tuna? I kind of hear mine speaking with a New York accent. <laughs> you got some fresh tuna for me? And see, he's just looking at you. I don't think that was a New York, but anyway. <laughs> what kind of accent that was. But anyway, they, they just look at you. They switch their tail. They kind of look up in the sky. They're not coming. The dog, you call the dog. It might come, but then again, he might start running around chasing something. might get distracted. Your kids, you call your kids, and they're like, I'm coming. Be there. Maybe they don't even answer. You don't even know if they're in the same building any longer. You're calling them, calling them, calling them. They're just sitting there coloring or playing a game, you know. They're... They hear you, but they're not responding. But Jesus is saying, when I call, when I speak, when I say go, you go. Amen? He doesn't sit there and wait. When I was a youth, a youth pastor, I would pull up to pick up my youth in the morning, pull up my little car in front of their house, blow the horn. I expected them to be ready. 
They were up, right? They had plenty of time to get ready. I had to drive 30 minutes to get to their house. Surely they had plenty of time to get ready, eat their, eat their Fruit Loops or whatever, and get their clothes on and be ready. And there, there was this one that was always lingering, always tarrying, always moping, always dragging her feet. And then she would get to the car and she forgot something. She had to go back inside and we were always getting to church almost by the skin of our teeth, sometimes late because she wasn't ready. And then it would be time to get in the car and they'd start fighting over who was going to sit in what position in the car. Come on, just get in the car. The church is five minutes down the road or 15 minutes down the road, depending. (laughs) Jesus is saying, follow me now. Covenant with me now. Will you hear his voice calling? If you're under the sound of my voice, heed what he's saying this morning. Will you covenant with me? Is it enough to say, yes, I will follow you? Even as the the scribe said, Lord, I will follow you whithersoever you go. Will you? Follow me now. Covenant with me now. Don't wait. Don't tarry. Don't linger. Be loosed now from a spirit of lingering. Be loosed to be set free. Shake that thing off. You can do it. Amen? You can make a decision in the spirit. You can say, if you're born again, I'm speaking to those of you that are born again, you can say, you know what? You lingering spirit, not so. Get away from me. I will not tarry. I will not linger. I will follow my God with everything that's within me from this day forward. Lord, help me. Empower me with your spirit. I will go and I will do what you tell me to do. Amen? Amen. Or you can choose to tarry. But what happens is when you tarry, look at, um, are, we, are you going to tarry and wait and linger like, like Lot did? I don't want to do that. No. Do I want to argue with God about which way I'm supposed to go? No. There's all God's ways are always better. Somehow humans always think they have a better plan, but God's way is always better. Amen. Amen. As the would-be disciple in Matthew 8, he wanted to go, but he wanted to go bury his dad first. He wanted concessions. He wanted God to, to do things his way instead of doing things God's way. I have to wonder if that disciple had said, yes, Lord, I will go. If Jesus would have said, you know, a few steps into it, you need to go bury your dad. Go take care of your family. Catch up with us on this side. But no, the disciple put his ways in front. we got to put our ways away. Amen? And let God's way lead us. Let the Holy Ghost lead us in everything. But why do you linger still? I heard the Spirit say, lingering spirit... Is something that will hold you down and hold you back and will keep you from moving forward. He tells us to leave it now and to follow him, to covenant with him, as Joshua did in, Ma- in uh, Joshua 24:15. He said, choose you this day whom you will serve. Amen? And Joshua said, for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. They went back and forth, the people. When Joshua was speaking to them, they went back and forth and they said, well, Joshua said, well, you can't because you, you guys are covenant breakers. And they were like, no, 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 we're not going to break the covenant anymore. We're going to be tried and true. And we're going to follow God. We're going to do the right thing. And he said, that it's going to be on you. I, it's on you. Amen. And each one of us in the New Testament today, it is on you. As to whether or not you will pick up your cross and follow him, whether or not you will shake off this lingering spirit, the spirit that will cause you to come into a place of slumber and a place of making excuses and why you didn't do this and why you didn't do that, why you couldn't 
meet God's plans when God's ways are perfect. We must align ourselves with his plan and his will and his way. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. In um, Jeremiah 14, 8, it says, The wayfaring man turns aside to tarry for a night. And there in that scripture, the people, Jeremiah, was asking God to please don't be like that. He was asking God, Lord, please don't be like the wayfaring man. Lord, please don't, don't be... Uh, like the traveler and just say, you know what? I'm just going to take take off and I'm going to rest over here for a night. And I'll catch up with you tomorrow. How many of you have ever been in a place where you needed God right here, right now? And that's how your heart felt. Lord, please don't pass by me. Lord, please don't wait another minute. God, I know that you are all powerful. And you can be right here, right now, right, right where I need you to be. Because he's God. And yet... He's saying it to you this morning. Don't be like the wayfaring man. Don't wait another day. Don't say, I need to go over here and think about it. I need to go over here and spend the night in Gallup for a little bit and, and read the Gideon Bible that's there at the hotel. I need to take time. No, God says, respond to me now. Don't take your time. Don't put it off to another minute, another day. And the days and the hours that we're living in, I hope that you can see. I hope that anyone who hears this, this recording will understand that you are not promised your next breath. You are not promised the next day. What you are promised is that when God is, while you're alive, it will be abundant. While you are alive, that he will go with you and he will walk with you. Amen? Amen. And he will shelter you. But we are not, we don't know when that time is going to be. None of us do. We don't know when Jesus is going to split the eastern skies. Eastern skies and come back. We don't know. But we look for it every single day with great expectation. Amen? If you're not born again and you're, and you're held down by this lingering spirit, then God is speaking to you this morning. Through me, God is speaking to you this morning through much anguish and prayer and, and seeking the Lord. The Lord God Almighty is speaking to you this morning under the sound of my voice. And he is saying, loose, be loosed, be loosed, loosed from this lingering spirit right now in the name of Jesus. I command the lingering spirit to go to loose in Jesus' name. But human, you have to submit. You have to relent. You have to let go. To be a son and daughter of God, you have to release. If you want to continue in that place, God will not make you. Amen? He will not make you let go of whatever it is you're holding on to because he gives you a free will. He wants your love. He wants your submission. He wants you to, to, to give in and follow him like he did with his disciples. He wants all of you. Amen? All of you. We saw Mariah and I saw a little cartoon yesterday. It was a little little stick figure and she had a little heart in her hand and, and she was standing there and she was holding on to this little heart. And Jesus was standing there in front of her and she said, it, This is all I have. And Jesus said, That's all I want. That's all I want. I just want your heart. What does that mean? It means that he wants all of you. Amen. Praise God. So this morning I want you to, to pray with me as we close out this service. I want you to agree with me. If you're born again, you're saved, you're sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, I want you to agree with me. I don't want you wondering who this is about or what this is about. God knows, and he knows where His this word is going out to. Amen? He knows exactly where it's going. When God shoots an arrow, it's straight, and it goes exactly where he shoots it to. Praise God. 
Father God, we, we bow our heads and our hearts this morning, Father God. We submit completely and wholly to you, Lord. God, we give you thanks. We give you praise. We give you glory, God. Lord, we thank you for who you are. God, we thank you, God, because you are our creator. Lord, we thank you, God, that you are creator of everything, God, and that you created us, God, that you created each and every soul in your likeness and image, Lord. God, that you are changing us from glory to glory as we seek you and as we uh, hunger and thirst for more of you, Lord. God, you are changing us. You are making us. You are leading us, and you are guiding us, your children, your sons. Lord, we are, you, we are the sons and daughters of God. We serve you. We walk in you. Lord, we reflect you, Father God. Lord, let us not be found hiding under a bushel, but let us be found faithful with our lamps burning brightly, Lord God, for all to see. God, that we would not hide any good thing that you give us from the, 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 from the lost and the hurting, Father God. But Lord God, that we would give freely, that we would thank freely, that we would be open and free with who you are, God, and share the truth and the love of the gospel with all that, that, that you put in front of us, Lord. God, we thank you, Father. And God, we bind together right now in the name of Jesus. God, we are a power to be reckoned with. We are full of the Holy Ghost. We are full of fire. We are full of all that you have given us, Lord God. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost and by the power vested in me in the name of Jesus Christ, we bind this lingering spirit in Jesus' name. We bind you and we cast you out. We command you to loose him and let him go. We command you to leave and not come back. We cast you out and we cast you off in the name of Jesus. We cover, we cover this church family with the blood of Jesus Christ. We plead the blood for every born again Christian. We plead the blood and we thank you, Jesus, that you will protect us, that you will lead us and that you will guide us, Lord. God, that the blood of Jesus flows through our veins and we have been born again and we are walking in the power and the might of Jesus Christ. Lord, your word says that you shall know the truth and the truth will make you free, that we are free indeed. We are no longer slaves to sin. We are no longer slaves to a, a lingering, tarrying spirit. We are no longer slaves to something that binds us and tries to hold us down, Lord God. But we are free and we are free indeed. Glory to God. We are free indeed. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you, God. We are free to run, free to dance, free to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ all the days of our lives lives and in the goodness and the land of the living lord we thank you father and we give you glory in jesus name amen amen, amen.